Well, it was my birthday this week, and as I'm getting older in age, I don't tend to celebrate as much as I used to when I was younger, but I do love celebrating others. And this summer was actually my daughter Allison's 13th birthday. It was um, back in June. And despite um, all the restrictions with COVID-19, her birthday, and we made it this way, um, was epic. Um, So my sister is actually the better party planner than I am. And so we were with family um, for Allison's birthday. And so my sister threw her a party all day long. And it began when Allison came down the stairs and saw this spread right before her um, of donuts that spelled out happy birthday and flowers and presents. And so she, um, first thing in the morning, felt spoiled. And then uh, to top it off, um, there were these decorations. My sister had planned giant balloons um, with the number 13. And you can see the cousins there in the background and a big balloon bouquet. And um, we had put up these decorations that just made her feel super special. And then not only um, do we have birthday donuts, but then, um, unbeknownst to me, my sister had gotten a chocolate cake, which we also got to enjoy for breakfast. So here is a, a picture of this beautiful cake that she had. And, um, and so I had planned some of the birthday surprises, but it turns out my sister out surprised me because I did not realize that she had all these things um, planned. So it was not only Allison's surprise, but it was a surprise to me too. So then after the cake, I thought, oh, this is great. We got to make her feel special. Then my sister sent us, um, she had get an, got an excuse to, for us to go outside in her front yard. And lo and behold, she had got a sign company to put up this sign that said, Allison is 13 and golden. It's her golden birthday. She turned 13, 13 on the 13th. And um, so we were just stunned that there was this sign um, out there for her. Um, and so, gosh, I thought that, that was all. Well, Uh, We had a really fun day. We uh, got to spend time um, as a family together. And then uh, about the afternoon, um, my sister kind of said, let's go and maybe go get some ice cream or something. And so she said, why don't you go outside in the front yard and I'll pull the car back around. And um, all of a sudden I heard honking and I go outside not knowing what's going on um, because... uh, I didn't expect this. Allison goes outside and there is a parade of people honking and with signs. And some of these people, Allison didn't even know. These were some of her cousin's friends who came out just to celebrate her birthday. I mean, I was astonished and I was just as surprised as Allison was. And then to top it off, my sister comes as the last car in the line and she um, has this wonderful surprise for Allison. And you'll see this um, as it comes up. Do you see her face? She is just beside herself. It's um, a confetti cannon just right in her face. And Allison all day long, surprise after surprise, um, just kept feeling more and more overwhelmed with love. It was just so over the top. Well, I want to ask you, have you ever experienced something like that? Something so lavish? Have you ever been the recipient of such undeserved favor and attention? and felt that much love, a love that you didn't earn, um, a love that was simply given with overflowing abundance? Have you ever felt like that? That is what it is like to be blessed. Blessed. The Hebrew word blessed 
can also be translated as happy. Now, I know last week, Corey talked um, a little bit about the difference between joy and happiness, but I want to tell you, the Bible does talk about being happy, but it uses the word being blessed. It is like um, Allison on her birthday. All she could do was breathe deep and let the love of God for her really sink in. And to be blessed is to live in a world, world happily as God's children, living the fullness of life that God has for us. That is what it means to be blessed. Psalm 128 is a song all about blessing. And if you read it again, you'll see the word blessed or happy, as it's sometimes translated in here, many times. There are actually three sections of the psalm. It's a really short psalm, but there are three sections. And the first part um, of this Psalm states three promises. First one begins, happy is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in God's ways. This is a promise that those who walk with God, who are obedient to follow God's commands in his word, and who have a holy awe and reverence for God will be blessed. It's a promise. And if you live as a follower of Jesus, attempting to live out his teaching, The second promise is that you will have a harvest of righteousness. Verse two, it says, you will eat the fruit of your labor. In other words, you will reap what you sow. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And so if you sow seeds of living the way of God's kingdom, The promise is you will enjoy the fruit of your labor. And the third promise in this beginning section is that you will be happy or blessed. Verse two, it it will go well with you, the psalmist says. So if you follow God's ways, you will enjoy what is truly the good life, the good life as the scripture defines. That the good life is actually the good life with God. Well, Psalm 128 then ends with three pronouncements of blessing. Starting in verse five, it says, may the Lord bless you from Zion. So this pronouncement is, oh, how God blesses you. May God bless you. And so may you enjoy the good life in Jerusalem. May you enjoy the good life now. That's the second pronouncement. Now, remember, these people, these people of Israel were on a journey to Jerusalem to worship God. And so the pronouncement is that the blessing that they would enjoy, the fullness of God, would be now. But not only that, in verse 6, the pronouncement is, may you see your children's children. And this is a pronouncement of blessing that you will enjoy a long life in the future in which you will be able to enjoy your grandchildren. So these three pronouncements. So first part, three promises. It ends with three pronouncements of blessing. And then sandwiched right in between those two parts, right in the middle, is an illustration or a description of what it looks like to be blessed. Verse three says, your wife will be like a fruitful vine and your children will be like olive shoots. 
This is a metaphor of blessedness. This, of course, is in the context of the ancient Middle East, where blessedness or a happy life was defined by having a large family. And now, while, while we may not strive to have as many children as we can, or maybe you do, um, to receive blessings, the metaphor here is that blessing increases or multiplies. Eugene Peterson says, blessing has inherent in it the power to increase. It functions by sharing and delight in life. So this blessing multiplies, it increases. Psalm 128 is singing about God's blessing. Another theologian, Walt Brueggemann, categorizes psalms like Psalm 128 um, into this category called a psalm of orientation. Now, these types of psalms, psalms about blessing or good, God's goodness, um, these are psalms that describe when all is right with the world, when everything in our lives and things in the world is as it ought to be. Now, you might be thinking, but well, what do we do when all is not right with the world? Times like our current situation are in our world. Does anyone even remember what it was like before COVID-19? It certainly does not feel like we are in a season where all is right and all is the way we would like them to be. So what do we do? What do we do with a psalm like this? Well, I suggest to you that we need to do three things. Three things. Even when the world is not oriented the way that we would like it to be or the way it ought to be. We need to keep walking, keep singing, and keep enjoying. The first is we need to keep on walking. We need to keep walking, living step by step in faithful obedience to God. And that takes a reverence for God, revering God, as the psalm, psalmist says, trusting that God is in control, even when our lives and the world around us does not feel like it is blessed. Remember the promise that those um, who walk in God's ways are blessed because they are walking with God. That's a promise. So we keep on walking. We keep on walking. Second, what do we do when our lives um, don't feel happy or blessed? Well, we keep on singing. The Psalms, as you know, are our prayer book, but they are also our song book, and they help us to express the full spectrum of human uh, experience and emotion. Uh, there's a category of psalms called the lament psalms, and they're very useful for us when we are sad or raging or ranting about the suffering in our lives um, and the suffering in the world. And God gives us these songs so that we can express um, all of these emotions. But, you know, we can also break out these psalms of orientation, the song of blessing, even when, and I would actually say especially when, life is not normal or all is not right with the world. Now, can you picture the people of Israel journeying 
upward, ascending um, on this hill toward Jerusalem. As uh, has been mentioned before, the journey was often hard. There were struggles. And yes, they sang about those struggles. But they also sang psalms like Psalm 128, a psalm of blessing. They were stubbornly proclaiming the blessing of God. And so we too need to stubbornly sing these psalms because God's blessing is stubborn. Blessings grow in the hardest and most unlikely of places. You'll see upon the, uh, the screen a picture of the front of my house. And I don't know if you can tell, but there's something a little amiss about this picture. Can you see what that is? Maybe if we zo zoom in a little bit closer. <laughs> can you tell that's my gutter, the front gutter? And what's in that gutter? First of all, you can see that my gutters need cleaning. They're pretty dirty. But I walked outside of my house the other day and I looked up and I noticed that there is what I think is a little tree growing in my gutter. Somehow an acorn or a seed fell in there and in the most unlikely of places, the most unlikely of circumstances, God's blessing sprung up. You cannot stop God's blessing because God is a God of blessing. And so we are called to keep on singing about it, even when our lives don't feel like they are blessed. Finally, not only do we keep on walking, not only do we keep on singing, but we keep on enjoying life and enjoying the life with all the fullness of God's blessing and his presence that he bestows on us. The first question of the Westminster Catechism asks this, what is our chief end? And the answer is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Friends, did you hear that? That is our chief end. That is our purpose. Listen, our purpose is not to change the world. Yes, God will use us and he will use us to change the world, but that is not our purpose. That is God's purpose. Our purpose is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. One of the uh, most amazing stories that I heard about um, enjoying God's blessing comes from a pastor named Dan uh, Gerald, he's a pastor in Alaska. And so this is a parable. Kids, if you're listening, I want you to listen in and watch these illustrations that I prepared for you as I share the story about Dan and his tomato. So Dan was a pastor in Alaska, as I mentioned. And the first church that he ever pastored was a church that he planted himself. And this church was a small church, but it grew very quickly. And instead of being joyful about this fruit, he admits that he tried to demonstrate to God how dedicated and hardworking he was. And so to do that, he, he thought he had to uh, have even faster growth in his church and more and more members and more programs. And so he worked harder and harder. But eventually, the membership of his church plateaued and as a result he became severely depressed. 
his best efforts seemed to come up short. So finally, after months of this, his wife told him, you have to deal with this depression, Dan. And so she sent him to the Ozark Mountains, where he found a cabin kind of remotely in the wood, woods um, where uh, pastors could take sabbatical. And so the first few days in his cabin, Dan just slept and ate. Um, he didn't really feel like reading the Bible or um, praising God. He just blamed God for how hard it was to serve him. But eventually he decided he needed to go outside. So he went and um, went to a place that had horses so he could go on a horse ride, a trail ride. But instead of the horse going where he wanted it to go, that was an old horse that only knew one trick. It just stuck to the same trail. And so he just had to keep on going wherever the horse took him. He kept his head down. He was so depressed, so mad about his life, about this horse, that he just sat with his head down, watching the rocks pass by underneath him in this dry riverbed that they were in. Well, suddenly, as he's plodding along, he sees something remarkable. There, in the dry riverbed, was a pile of horse manure. Now, that wasn't what was remarkable. The amazing thing was that growing out of this pile of house horse manure was the prettiest tomato plant that you had ever seen. And hanging from it was a big, ripe, juicy tomato. Well... The first thought that came into Dan's mind was, Great Lord, rub it in my nose, rub my nose in it. Do you know how many times I've tried to grow tomatoes? I've watered, I've weeded, I've cultivated, I've sprayed, and all I can grow is dinky little green tomatoes that have worms in them. But along comes a horse who eats a tomato and makes a deposit on a rock. Nobody waters it, nobody weeds it, and then it becomes a beautiful, ripe tomato. He said to God, boy, that's justice for you, Lord. And in that very moment, he heard the still whisper of God in his heart say to him, that's not justice, Dan, that's grace. Because I can do more with a pile of horse manure than I can your best efforts. God can do more with a pile of horse manure than our best efforts. And that was a paradigm-shifting moment for Dan because Jesus spoke to his heart and said, Dan, don't try to produce life. Consume what I've given to you. I've given you abundance and blessing. See it. Enjoy it. Enter into my grace and love it because I love you. Well, in that moment, Dan recognized the blessing of God and he jumped off that horse. He picked that tomato and he took it back to his cabin. He scrubbed it for about an hour and then he cooked up a hamburger patty with all the fixings and put two slices of that beautiful tomato on his hamburger. And then he took a huge bite. And as the juice of that tomato ran down his chin, he consumed the grace of God. And everyone seeing him enjoy that tomato, I guarantee you, would want a piece of that too. 
they would want a bite of that too. Friends, that's what it looks like to enjoy God's grace, to consume it, to revel in God's goodness. Because then as we enjoy God's grace, God blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others. Because blessing is not for us to hoard. God blesses us and we, we, um, our job is to receive it to enjoy this blessing, just like my daughter Allison, all she could do on her birthday was to, to receive these gifts and these blessings one after another of love and to enjoy it that day. And that blessing that God gives us, it multiplies so that we can share it and not keep it for ourselves. Just like this table, just like this table and what we're going to celebrate today. Jesus, when he came to this table, took the bread, and then he first gave thanks. He blessed it. Jesus first blessed the bread, and then he broke it and gave it away to others. And so, too, God blesses us so that we can revel in his blessing. He first blesses us, and then we are broken and given away for the sake of the world. God is a God of blessing. We are blessed and happy when we keep on walking in his ways, when we keep on singing about God's blessing, and when we keep on enjoying God and God's presence and the blessings of all that he bestows upon us. Will you keep on walking and singing and enjoying God today and every day? Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, we are so grateful for these psalms, these songs that are prayers and songs that we can sing. And particularly for this song of blessing, Lord, we give you thanks that it reminds us that you are a God that continuously blesses us and that your blessings are stubborn and that they um, continue to, that we are continually blessed even when we are undeserved. And so God, may we receive those blessings today when we keep on singing about who you are, being all of you and give you all the praise and glory in our lives. Thank you that you are a blessing, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.